This is Fragmented Reality, a digital bulletin podcast designed to bust the buzzwords that dominate enterprise technology. My name is Ben Mouncer, and in this episode, I take my clutch of eggs, each containing an industry buzzword, to Sinanadin Omohodic, CIO for German healthcare giant Hartmann Group. Sinanadin, if you'd like to dip your hand into the bag and pick out the first egg. Yeah. Yes, sure. Yeah, go so ahead. Various colors. <laughs> uh, my favorite color is the blue, so let me start with the blue okay. color. So let's see what's going on to be inside. So looks like. What do we have here? Uh, robotics. Robotics, okay. So the first question I like to ask people on this topic is I think robotics has different definitions to different people, and the definition has evolved over time. Yeah. What do you think robotics means in today's technology world? How would you define yeah. it? That's a very interesting question. Um, I see robotics from two different angles, and that's how I, and I would even describe it. The one is what typically people think. There is a kind of an engine or machine looking like a, a human, like a robot, you know, and walking and talking and uh, doing something. And yes, that's for sure kind of a way how you can see robotics um, and having kind of an intelligence, uh, do certain things, uh, similar certain things like a human. Um, but I also think robotics could be virtual. So uh, when you wake up in the morning home, and maybe one day our homes are going to be smart homes and, uh, and there's going to be a microphone everywhere in your home and you just say certain things and that kind of virtual robots are talking to you and helping you and guiding you to entire day. You know, I wake up and say, oh, I don't feel very good. And it asks me a few questions. And then at the end it says, oh, I think you have maybe fever. And I'm going to look for a doctor close to the neighborhood and I'm going to make an appointment for you. I call that also robotics, you know. Maybe not a hardware side, like a physical ones, but the virtual ones that could and would uh, uh, be present on our daily uh, life from morning till evening and helping us to organize certain things. Do you think that ro- the term robotics or robot, people mm. maybe might be a bit apprehensive about mm. what that term means in a technology perspective? They might think mm. robots having a negative kind of connotation. Yeah, I mean, uh, typically that's, uh, uh, you, know, you, you know, all those uh, uh, movies, you know, where the robots get really, the, you know, the bad uh, and then they're trying to shoot the humans and all that stuff. Um, I mean, of course, there are some uh, some risks associated with that if you're giving the power of your life uh, to, to uh, the robots and, and you really know how they will behave and stuff like that. We need to take it very serious and we have to have uh, securities and, uh, and safeties around that properly. But I would rather like to see a chance that we see having them around us, helping us on a daily life uh, and supporting on that than just the risks. And the risk needs to be addressed, but should not be guiding our uh, future. So you think they've got a, a role to play in the, in the digital future, the digital world? Of the Definitely. I mean, it, it doesn't matter which industry you're going to see, but you know, in, the, in, the, in the automotive industries, you know, today when you're producing the cars, there are a lot of things done through the, through the robots you know, uh, in, from different uh, perspectives. Um, and the industry like healthcare, we're just in the beginning exploring opportunities there. But uh, if I would talk about the life science and healthcare and the medical industries, then can you imagine um, they are one specialists, 
one doctors for one surgeon specialized on one specific disease and he's the best one and that uh, maybe would be of your need or maybe some of your relatives you would like to be operated by the best one but that one maybe is living in new york and you're living in berlin and it doesn't make sense to fly around you know that time that is going to be lost but you could have a robot in the surgery could be guided um, and, and commanded virtually by that specialist. He could still sit in uh, New York and he will be having the surgery in Berlin and, and uh, supported by the robots. So, you know, if you see that from that perspective and still be able to get the best specialist supported by such uh, robots, then, then it's a completely different perspective. So I definitely think that will have a, a part of our lives and it will involve. And we need to be very cautious how to uh, how to design and how to implement this in our lives. Um, it's not about eliminating something; it's actually helping us in our daily life. Really exciting technology, definitely, and yeah. maybe it's going to come to us sooner than we think. Should we go for our second egg? Okay, we, so we wonder which color. Yeah, let's go take in a green color because green, green is, a, is the color of hope, right? Okay. So let's hope for the best. Uh, <laughs> let's see if you still believe that after this. <laughs> exactly. So augmented reality. Ah, okay. Wow. Augmented reality. The, there's been a lot of hype around AR, virtual reality as well, for a number of years now. Do you think it has a place in the enterprise? Do you think it has a place in business and in, in the technology yeah. world as a, as a whole? Um, as well, I mean, maybe just because naturally I'm the you know um, guy who has studied technologies and that's that's my favor and and I, I like enjoy those utilizing those technologies in my daily life. That's the reason per se I'm actually more positive, you know. Yeah. But uh, when it comes to the automated reality, um, I, I certainly think. Um, um, you know, our jobs are getting more and more complex from day to day. And if I see a guy, um, you know, um, working in a manufacturing and, uh, and you know, producing a complex things, um, you know, the technology involves and I need to be permanently trained on the new machines and, and so on. Um, and that's not that easy. And sometimes sitting in front of and I don't really know how should I handle a specific situation. Then I go back and take my book and uh, look around and try to find out what to do. I could very well imagine that you have those things on, on your head and, um, and you know, in your, this will help you on your daily job, you know, specifically, specifically like in the manufacturing side. You know, guiding you if something, certain situations are happening and, and visually presenting that to you so that it's always better than reading and looking just in the books, you know. Um, so it will help uh, and from that perspective I think it's going to have a strong uh, enhance a strong uh, impact in uh, especially in the manufacturing side what about in healthcare the industry that you work in do you see if any, yeah. any opportunities to work with augmented reality mixed yeah. reality technology yeah i mean um what uh, coming back to the robotics you know uh, you know this could be a perfect combination uh, you know to uh, really simulate the, the, the surgery operating hall, um, you know, where, where you feel like you are directly in and, and, and with that you can really move from one place to another way virtually and really be uh, able to, to help and to act, especially during the surgery. Do you think there's an appetite from people working in these industries to use this technology, or do you think they'd prefer to well, stick to the original it, techniques? It, it, it will not evolve very quickly, for sure, because um, you know it's also kind of a change in the way how you're acting, and it sounds a little bit futuristic and scientific, um, and people you know may not see that uh, 
um, as appropriate, especially you know when you when you're talking about the patient lives. You know, you, you're doing a surgery. It's it's, it's every small uh, issue could you know uh, cost the life of the patient. So. However, you know, as as the young generation is evolving, you know, and 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 entering in the schools and then in the universities and then later on being the surgeons as well, uh, that will be part of their life because they will be using that for gamification, uh, you know, playing games and and they will be more utilized of the technologies and be more familiar with that. And I think with through this, this technology will evolve and find a place in the working environments. Excellent. Really good um, conversation on that topic. Shall we move on to our third egg? So got the some third pink, one. pink ones in there. So got the some yellow ones. ones. Okay, pink is not yeah. my favorite color, okay. not at all, but <laughs> let's take the pink one. So what is going to be now in the pink box neck? So it seems to be a long one. Future of work. Okay, this is an open topic. Yeah. When, you, when you hear the phrase future of work or you know the work of the future, however, however you want to phrase it, yeah. What what comes to your mind? What do you think about? Do you think about technology? Do you think about people? Um, I, I would connect both, uh, actually. Um, future work, um, it is already happening that we are going to, that we are more organized in virtual, international, especially in international companies, in virtual teams. Um, where you know you're working in one city and your colleagues are in another city and and they get collected to these technologies and collaboration tools and uh, really kind of um, um, you know being as a team but not physically in the same place and and i think this is going to evolve in this direction now um, and technology is going to play uh, a big role because it enhancing and supporting that kind of development um, so future work uh, would mean maybe that our uh, place in the office, you know, have to fix um, seat and, and, and desk maybe in the office, that will slowly but surely disappear. And you still maybe have an offices, open space offices where you can walk in and then just take a seat there where the seat is free. Um, but mainly uh, things will be more into the virtual ones. And that is on one hand helping because you can be more independent on the place, you know. You could still stay home and work. You could even take an appointment with the doctors and, and still be available. Um, the technology give, give you a kind of uh, these opportunities. And with that, the private and the work life is kind of merging together and we're becoming more virtual instead of physical. Do you think that merging of the private life and working life is, exactly. a, is a good? Do you think it's a good thing? Do you think that's a positive thing for us? Uh, well, you will find a good and, 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 and not that good things, uh, for sure. Uh, the answer is not simple, yes or no. Uh, you know, like I said, you know, do you have more flexibility to organize your life? Um, and I especially think for the families that may be a benefit as you can organize, you know, bringing your kids to school and so on. You don't need to hurry and rush and then driving one hour to the office and be in a rush hour and then be late and be very stressful. You can organize easier and still go home and quickly, you know, follow your meetings or even uh, virtually having the meetings, you know, or even the phone in, in the car driving, having the meetings and being available and working, you know, so that um, that will involve, that's kind of positive. The other hand, I mean, we see that already today, the first things that you're doing when you're working in the morning, when you wake up, and the last things that you do when you go to, to the bed is playing with your smartphone or looking at that one, or maybe it's writing the email, checking the emails and having a phone call. And that's definitely having a big impact on our private lives. Um, 
So as long as you can balance this and rather use the positive things and avoid the negative things, as long as it's going to be good. But like in everything else in our lives, um, you need to handle that properly. But it will definitely evolve and we will not stop that uh, development. From a business perspective, do you think the gains that can be made by giving people more freedom around how they work, when they work, and the technology that's coming in, do you think businesses will gain a lot from that that move to the future of work Um, uh, compared to the traditional office-based? So one thing that technology, I mean, uh, getting more into this virtual uh, setup and a virtual environment, um, you lose also um, uh, kind of efficiency. You know, you don't see the people and um, it's, it, you know, the communication gets a little bit more difficult. You know, you don't see maybe the person on the other side, uh, you don't know the gestics and, and uh, mimics and all this. It could create um, kind of um, um, distance. And in, in the personality, you know, how do you interact with people? How, how do you solve that? Is technology the answer there? Um, I mean, technology is involving like automated reality and everything that we discussed could actually create a virtual rooms that you feel like you are in the room, not just over the phone call, um, you know, being connected, but also f- physically have the feeling like I'm in the room, you know, and bringing the people together. That would maybe bring these people together. Nevertheless, it's, it's tricky. It's tricky because you are kind of, you know, not in the same place and you don't have this human contacts. Um, and technology can evolve and help to bring that more. But I personally think it sounds in the moment like this is not good things because we're losing personal contacts and this is social uh, collaboration kind of uh, get more difficult. But we just need to learn to walk like that. And it's as kind of evolutional things where the people will uh, learn to work with that, they will adapt towards that, and we will develop other uh, senses, uh, you know, to understand other partners, even if physically is not there. It's so kind of like an evolution, you know, it sounds, uh, uh, sounds so, so far away and so lengthy things, but that's what will happen. Personally, Sanalyn, do you like working from home and working remotely, or do you mm-hmm. prefer to be a part of a team in an environment yeah. where everyone is I, there. I have to say uh, partially I like uh, you know to be in a virtual office and and, and work from home uh, or anywhere place um, and and partially I still think it's good from time to time to be able to see each other and to have the meetings uh, together so it should not be just uh, rather left or right um, you should benefit and take as much as possible but you should not completely uh, get lost the connections with people I think we still need to meet and see each other yeah I think a combination of the two is what most people foresee in the future isn't it exactly right should we move on to our fourth egg okay so let's take the yellow ones then we have all colors the egg is hatching so what is this one Digital evangelist. Do you know that? Are you, are you familiar with that? What, yeah. what talk? Obviously, this is quite a um, on-trend job title. Evangelism yeah. about digital. What, what does that mean in your eyes? Digital evangelist. Digital evangelism. Yeah. Is that a real job title? Um, I, it's it's you know I need really to be innovative to and creative to see that as a job title. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> to be honest here. But I mean, obviously, there are some people who are very enthusiastic about uh, technology and uh, and using that up to the maximum uh, as possible. Um, and like everything in their life, um, you should not go over the top. You know, try to be um, um, you know realistic enough and and use as 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 benefit creates. Um, but it's also not good to give an example in in, in the social media days. 
I, I don't see any huge benefit sharing everything what I have eaten today and uh, where I'm going now is the next. So what is the benefit of this? You know, so if that uh, technology in this information sharing connected through the technology mediums are not giving any specific benefit, then uh, then it's not really useful to do it. So. But yes, the digital evangelists, they will do it up to the maximum and utilize everything possible, you know. Um, and that could be, uh, could create any issues because you're completely out of the social, real social lives and, uh, and that could, uh, you know, create other issues. But however, in the phase in which we are, where technology is starting to have so big impact on our lives, um, uh, we are involving also the sympathy or empathy against it, you know. Um, and in that phase, we will have many people being very pro and many people also being very contra. And I think from the time this would involve and it will become a normal things, so that we don't need to be very religious about that. It's interesting, isn't it? Because this points to a wider issue. You, you might have, I think you've hinted at it there, you might have digital evangelists at one end, like yeah. talking about technology in, in a 100% positive manner. Yeah. And then you have, might, might have people at the other end who are against Correct. technology, who have a resistance to technology. Yeah. Do you think yeah. as technology becomes more pervasive, that's going to be more divisive? Do you think people will clash more about technology's yeah. virtues? Or do you believe that people will eventually unite behind a common goal yeah. for technology? Yeah. I think those ones who are very enthusiastic and uh, would maybe lose a little bit enthusiastic about the time because you know in the beginning something new then it's very nice and sexy interesting but then after the time you kind of gets normal so they will maybe get a little bit towards the medium and uh, and the ones who are completely against um, they will also realize that if they would like to stay stay part of the society they would need to adapt and to uh, use that and they will see the benefits and they will also move uh, towards uh, digital technologies and they will meet somewhere in the middle. As a leader in, in IT and in technology, do you get, um, you must have people pitch to you ideas and solutions mm. which you think, oh, I don't actually, there's not a problem for that solution. Mm. It, it just appears to be technology for technology's mm. sake. Do, do you mm. experience that? Absolutely. I mean, because we are in this, uh, in the er era where many things are happening and so, th so many innovations are around us and so many innovative ideas people also pitching various things and I have to say sometimes we, we really get lost in all that um, especially you know when I when I talk to, to my colleagues you know I give you one example uh, the communication you know we're using Skype we're using Teams, uh, Teams we're using Webex we you know we are using uh, JAMA collaboration platforms and all that stuff everything you know so many different tools and people are utilizing all that but how we still get all connected, yeah. you know, the one is on one platform, the other one is another platform, and that's just too much, you know, so we need some to be a little bit more sensitive about that and to ensure that everybody at least on the same page, you know, and we can distribute like that, then we are not connected neither, you know, even yeah. having all those tools. <laughs> uh, so that is, uh, the, that, that's the challenge, so we, we need to be very sensitive about that. And my, uh, my, let's say, guiding principles or the way how I try to uh, control myself about that is, uh, beside the enthusiastic things, um, is that um, see whether there's a really clear benefit for that. Does that bring something to me? And it could be also fun, okay? It's, it's just funny, so it, I like it, I enjoy it. Okay, then it's also fun, it's, it's a kind of benefit. Uh, but as, if, if there's no really benefit, then just don't do it. You know? yeah. there's, no, there's no point to do it. Does anybody at Paul Hartman have evangelists in their job title, do you know? <laughs> Not, yet. <laughs> Not yet. So we, we don't, uh, indeed, we don't have uh, anybody uh, being that enthusiastic. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Let's move on to another. another okay. Take one green.
Green for hope. Green for heart. Big data. <laughs> wow. Do you think that's a term that's overused, misused in, in technology conversations? Do you think it's a term that's really understood? Um, I think this is maybe one of the terms which is the most easiest to understand, yeah. you know? Uh, so then, then it's all about, okay, how can we use the data? And, and everything needs to be connected in terms of data, and then we see insights. Um, many people understand that in general principles, but when it comes to, let's say, in one business to understand how can I utilize the data and make uh, new business models or new insights, that's where the people start to struggle. Okay, so how can I really now make use of that? So, um, and for that, you know, you, you have started involving the organization, you know, with different profiles, you know, people uh, like the called data scientists, you know, who are capable to read, understand, map, enhance, and, and uh, have new insights. Um, so in order to really to make really use of that, you need a specific uh, profiles in your organization and skills to really do that. However, uh, I personally think companies who today have a strong products, hardware, I mean really physically a product, um, they would definitely in the next uh, 10, 15 years uh, not survive if, if they would not enrich this product with the soft facts data. They would need to have those products uh, being a smart ones, you know, with the sensors or anything else where you connect this product to your environment and collect all the data, you know, when it comes to the point where your product is performing properly or whether there is any specific issue uh, or maybe even that product will provide another functionalities or benefit to your uh, customers and so on. The products will become smart if you start to enhance the product with data capability. So, and that's, I think, uh, where the majority of companies are today on the way to evolve towards that. But this is the, the key challenge to understand how and what can I do out of it. Actually, there are a lot of headlines around data and companies like to talk about what they're doing with data. But the truth is, and I think you've said it there, mm. a lot of companies are still struggling to know what to, yeah. ha how, how to work with their Correct. data, aren't they? Because actually data collection is probably the easiest thing. The hardest thing is data Correct. cleansing, organization, and Correct. then driving value from it. Exactly. And I would just like to add one, uh, one uh, uh, more statement to this. I personally think uh, that in the future, the products that you have to sell to your customers, most likely you will give that product for free in order to catch as much as possible data out of this product. And then with the data, you will do something completely new. And maybe you will be there selling uh, insights and, and uh, working with the insights. That will be your business revenue than the product as such. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, let's just take a concrete example. We know very expensive thing is a, is a, is a car. Okay, so having a car is not, you know, you need to spend a lot of money to buy it. Maybe in the future, the companies like Volkswagen, Mercedes and so on, they will not be selling the car to you as the consumer. They will give it for free. You will be sharing that with other ones and you will not be paying for that. But the data insights, you know, about you and so on, um, marketing, who knows what, you know, that will be all displayed to us. We're driving, will be that how they will make their money. So mobility becomes the key instead of owning the car and the mobility will be driven by the data. So, and the same things with other ones. I could involve, I could see the involvement from the product selling company to the solutions where the product becomes a really small part 
but everything around that will be more important. You mentioned data scientists are obviously really important. Do you think there are enough skilled people to make a, a yeah. future where data is really used to its maximum? Do you think there are enough people at the moment? Do you think we're doing enough yeah. to train people? So that's definitely so that we don't have enough people in the market and the fights uh, between companies are huge to get the best talents, uh, but that's a different subject. Um, no, we don't have enough. And um, I, I, I mean, l l let me give you one example. When, when I talk to some of those software providers, you know, when they come in saying, look, um, and I can sell you the product, this software, and then you can do all those big data and so on. And I'm always saying to those guys, you will never be successful selling your software if you don't have a training concept and enablement program how the companies could be enabled to use that tool properly because otherwise they want to see the benefits and they will not be able to do it on their own. So um, I see also the software providers have responsibilities by producing and introducing products in the market also to en enable companies to build such capabilities like trainings and so on. Um, so we don't have enough, we need by far more and in order to enhance the boost the implementation of this, uh, data scientists are one of the key elements. And I will say that software companies, uh, you know, who are producing such tools have responsibility as well to help uh, companies like Hartman to build that knowledge. Final question on this. As someone who is building strategies in IT in, in this technology era, hmm. Data, how important is data to your thinking when you're putting these strategies together? Obviously, we're thinking about innovation, we're thinking about service or whatever, but right. do you think, do you put data right at the middle of everything? Yeah. yeah, that's exactly, I mean, we know that oil is the, the new, uh, I mean, did we say the data is the new oil, yeah. right? Yeah, of <laughs> uh, all time. So, and, and, and in fact, that's like that. So, um, you know, so people are very much focused and concentrated to create apps and deploy apps, you know, and trying to sell through the apps, but, um, you know, this is um, limited uh, future, okay? But the data you're collecting there, this is something which brings you by far more. So every company would need to have a data, uh, big data strategy, departments um, and involve their roles towards data scientists to analyze and those insights and renew uh, information and then your uh, insights about your customers, about your products, about your business models and so on. Really good. So now then, thank you very much for your thoughts. I think we've hatched enough eggs for now. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us, really interesting. It was my pleasure, thank you very much. Thank you. Power up your day with the Bulletin Brief, the latest news, insights and opinion delivered straight to your inbox. Subscribe now at digitalbullet.in.